I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall extol your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. They will recount the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They will proclaim the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and kind in all his doings. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of all who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, Eliano. Do you hear the newest baptized member of our community praising God right alongside Steve Georgie? That is a beautiful thing. That is a sign of important life in the church, and we welcome, we welcome Eliano's commentary this morning. As we move into a new sermon series together, we will need one of these Voice of the People handouts. If you did not get one when you came in, if you would raise your hand. Okay, we're going to need some help. David Herford, could you help me? Oh, and Kathy is on it. Yeah, you need a, a sheet like this and a marker. Okay, I'm going to tell you a secret. This kind of thing is not going to stop. Because I know y'all, and I know human beings, and at about the 12-minute mark, y'all start to nod off. So that's when I call your attention back to something interactive. So there you go. It's not a secret. You can expect that I'm going to invite you to engage in some way around the 12-minute mark or so. So you're going to need today one of these sheets. And we also have that available online as well. We'll drop it in the comments section in just a moment. You're going to need one of these and a marker. Of course, I can't make you participate, but if you would, 
you might find something helpful. Just keep it raised if you would. I think I just lost my own marker. It's okay. We have a few more coming up here. And a few on this side. And the link will be available to you online in just a moment if it is not available to you already. Thank you, Lainey. A few more up front here. Okay. Thank you to my wonderful assistants this morning. Two more over here on the side, Kathy. Okay. Everybody good? All right. Let's take a deep breath. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So my family and I have made a few road trips in the past year in our minivan to visit extended family. And one of the first things that Olivia, who is three, notices is that the mountains begin to disappear after a while. Where'd they go, Mama? She'll ask, where are the mountains? And the terrain becomes flatter and flatter as we go east. On the return trip, as our elevation slowly increases, I've begun to watch Olivia closely because I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the joy on her face and the squeal of delight as she says, they're back, Mama! The mountains! They're back! She is in awe. She is in awe of the beauty that the mountains in this region offer us on a daily basis, and she's learning to make that connection that she's also in awe of God's creation and in awe of God. We find that same sense of awe in our text for today that Steve read for us, beginning with the very first verse. I will extol or praise you, my God and my King. This passage is known as a psalm, which is just a fancy word for a sacred poem or song. These songs served as the hymns of the Hebrew people. We can find an entire collection of these psalms in our Old Testament. If you have a Bible and you open it to the middle, you'll probably find the psalms there, depending on the print size. What we actually call the book of psalms consists of five smaller books that include 150 of these poems or songs written over 500 years by at least eight different people. Almost half of the psalms are attributed to King David. Now, the beauty of the Psalms is that while David and the other writers often spoke in first person and shared from personal experiences, they did so in a way that resonates with the human condition, no matter when or where we live. That's why these songs were sung in faith communities for so long and why they continue to inspire hymns and songs today. The Psalms carry the voice of the people. And today marks the beginning of a new worship series by that same name. During the next several weeks, 
During our Voice of the People series, we're going to look at five basic types of psalms. There may be others, but we're going to look at five. Psalms of praise, psalms of lament or grief, royal psalms, psalms of thanksgiving, and psalms of wisdom. And this series will take us, believe it or not, all the way through Mother's Day. It seems like it's far away right now, but it'll take us all the way through Mother's Day. But today, we begin with praise or with awe. The psalmist, most likely King David, begins this song with a commitment to extolling or praising God, to blessing God's holy name. Why? Because of what God has done. One generation shall extol your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts, David says in verse 4. And then in the next verse, on your wondrous works I will meditate. And then again in verse 13, the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful in word and gracious in deed. David is calling for all generations to praise God for what has been done for them. But if we keep reading, we also see that that praise is connected to God's role with the people, the role of king. Now, this is a complicated piece of the people's history, and we can read about it in 1 Samuel. For generations, the people of God lived without a king, and they begged God for a king, and God told them they didn't need one. But they saw that all the other nations had a king, and they decided that their problems as a community would be solved, that they had a ruler just like everybody else. God told them that a king would lead to laws and taxes and wars that they would not want. But they pushed ahead anyway, and they named a king for themselves. And when he became tyrannical and homicidal, God named the next king. Now, we know that next king, the first anointed king as King David, who, let's be honest, created his own leadership scandals later in life. But David did understand one thing really well. He understood that he actually wasn't in charge. God was always in charge. God was always the only king that the people really needed. And so David continues to address God as a king. He uses kingship language throughout the psalm. I will extol you, my God and my king. I will speak of the glory and the splendor of your kingdom. What he's really talking about here is sovereignty, God's ultimate power and authority to govern. Now, the notion of sovereignty is a bit tricky for us. Most of us have never lived in a monarchy before, and we don't really like the notion of anybody having any power to govern us in any way. That's one of the reasons that some of us choose to use the word kingdom instead of kingdom. Now, we've talked about this before. Either word is fine, totally fine, especially in the context of the Lord's Prayer. Kingdom speaks to a vertical hierarchy, a top-down system in which the person in charge has power over others. And there is nothing inherently wrong with that system if it is in good hands. God's hands would be the best, right? 
but people tend to misuse that kind of power, which leaves many of us uncomfortable with that word. So kingdom gives us another option. It speaks of kinship, of a horizontal solidarity, an of-the-people kind of approach, the same kind of incarnational approach that we see Jesus use as he exercised power with the people in community. So regardless of which word you prefer, our God is the kind to walk with us, to live with us, to be with us. And that is the point of David's song. Psalm 145 does not merely offer praise to God because of what God has done or even because of the role that God plays with the people. Psalm 145, more importantly, offers praise because of who God is. We're talking about God's nature. We're talking about what God is like in relationship with us. Honestly, David probably could have started and stopped with verse 9. The Lord is good to all. God's compassion is over all that has been made. But being a king himself, the richness and the vastness of God's love and patience toward humanity is not lost on David. He's in awe. So he takes time to create a work of art to not only describe, but to reflect the depth of God's character. In these 21 verses, David proclaims that God is great, majestic, wonderful, mighty, awesome, good, righteous, gracious, merciful, patient, loving, compassionate, faithful, glorious, and just. Here's the thing. God doesn't have to be this way with us. God chooses to be this way with us. And that is what is truly awesome. God's attitude and posture and action toward us, if we really think about it, could lead us on a daily basis to express as much awe as a three-year-old who sees mountainous majesty come into view after an extended experience on the plains. And the good news is we will never run out of reasons to praise God. God's amazing attributes run from A to Z. At least that's the case in Psalm 145, which is written as an acrostic, a a composition of words such as a poem or a song or a word puzzle in which the first letter of each line spells a word or a phrase or an entire alphabet. We miss it in our translation, but each line of Psalm 145 begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet in order, the point being that God's majesty, God's awesome characteristics have no beginning and have no end. We don't have to take David's word for it. That's what these pieces of paper are for, and they are available for you online as well. We're going to take a moment now to write our own list of attributes using the English alphabet or whatever alphabet you choose in this piece of paper. Uh, So we're going to take some time to do that now while Guillermo plays for us. Don't worry about finishing it. Just get it started, and I'll explain what to do next. 
what are some things you listed this morning? Perhaps something that's not on this list. What do you have? Understanding. Yeah, perfect. Universal. Excellent. Betty. Loving. For sure. Yeah, those are great. Yes, Harlan. Hopeful. Absolutely. So this is just the beginning of this practice, and I want to encourage you to continue that this week during your time of prayer. And then while you are praying, you can turn the paper over. We're going to practice praying the Psalms during this six weeks. And so you can take a look at that. Praying the Psalms is an ancient spiritual practice that combines prayer and scripture reading together. And you can follow the steps on the screen. You can start with taking a deep breath in a quiet place and then reading the entire passage like Steve did today. And then as you do so, a word or phrase might come to your mind and you can hold on to that. You can memorize that, maybe even an entire line of passage you would want to memorize. And then you can repeat that word or phrase or line throughout the day and even throughout the week. So if you take a look at this Praying the Psalms practice sheet here, those instructions are given in a little more detail, and I would really encourage you to give this a try over the next several weeks. One of the points of using passages of scripture such as the Psalms to pray is to remember that we are not alone, to find community in this practice. Truly, as we pray the Psalms together, our voices unite as the voice of the people, as all of God's people, everywhere, throughout the ages, praise our creator together. And that is pretty awesome. Amen? Amen. As we move into our time of prayer, I want to remind the kids that we have our wooden crosses available. My marker wants to roll out right now. Hey, Lainey, Owen, do you have your wooden crosses? You can hold them in your hand, and as you do so, we remember that we are connected. It's like we're holding the hand of God as we pray. Gracious and loving God, this morning we exalt you. You will always be worthy of as much praise as we can raise and more. Praising you is such a good daily rhythm like a healthy heartbeat, and we could brag about your good works forever. You are great and so worthy of our praise. You are greater than we can possibly comprehend. We long for all people to see and experience your good works and your mighty acts for our own good. Your majesty is beautiful and bright. Your wonderful works provoke us to meditate and reflect. We can speak of your awesome work, and we can choose to proclaim your great deeds. You are good beyond measure, even beyond to overflowing. We can always sing with joy about your good work, 
You are gracious and compassionate to us. You are not quick-tempered, and your love is our greatest wealth. You are good to everyone, including us. You have compassion for everyone, including us. May your goodness toward us inspire us to be good, to be the good in the world. By your grace. Amen. Amen.